Welcome Guardians, it's January 15th and 16th, 2017, and you're listening to Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. This week, we are welcoming two special guests, some community artists, uh, Jared Palmer and Matt Oishi, to talk about Destiny art and the community and inspiration and pretty much whatever else we want to talk about. This is one of our non-lore episodes. We're going to be hopefully doing more of these getting some people in here to, to discuss things that they do within the community and uh, how they contribute and what they like and what they do and basically just kind of a little roundtable discussion about <coughs> them and what they like about this great game that Bungie has given us. Um, we might <coughs> talk about lore a little bit here and there, uh, but I think for the most part we're going to be talking about these two gentlemen. But to get started, I am... X-Ray, 441, and with me tonight, we've got Drop Slash. What's going on? Not too much. Uh, just sort of, just still back, getting settled from CES and wandering around there. And uh, then inspired by all the new tech, I upgraded my apartment with a whole bunch of new tech. So, oh boy. currently, I got a, a brand new headset on. I bought uh, one of those Netgear Nighthawk routers. Because we had a, a whatever a internet drop, and I know it was my router on the last show. So you know what? Enough of that. So <laughs> <laughs> well, bought one of those guys. Bought a new Chromebook. So wow. Just, you you uh, I just watched a movie uh, called uh, It, which was about um, it was Pierce this, Brosnan in like some super smart house because he's some millionaire guy and some hacker dude turned his house against him and was like spying on him and stuff and yeah it was it was so now uh gotta be careful with that but well i haven't i haven't bought the uh alexa connected refrigerator and bluetooth underwear yet so. <laughs> well that's good i guess uh, also with us tonight we've got gavel ratchet what's up not too much it's a sad day my, my cowboys just lost Oh, I yes, know. they like, did. Uh, right at the end, right? It was a great game, though. Like it was, it was really entertaining. So that's cool. Other than that, um, I'm working through Uncharted Four, which is the most beautiful slash frustrating game I've ever played. So I wish I could just wander around and climb on stuff and never have to shoot a gun. Maybe I'm just spoiled by shooting things in Destiny and how great it feels, but it's just mm-hmm. rough. I think you have forgotten that Nathan Drake is the greatest mass murderer in the history of video games. That's true. In the course of one game, you kill like a thousand mercenaries. (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) And you can fall from ridiculous heights and just catch yourself with your fingertips. Which is pretty awesome. There's so much fun to play. Coming soon to a theater near you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, I was... uh, reading some stuff about Nolan North who does his voice and does mm-hmm. a lot of the the uh oh the 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 motion capture stuff the mocap for that and there was one scene I guess in that towards the end I guess one of the last ones they were shooting that he talked about where he had to like run and do this like crazy dive and and hide behind something and he was just going into all this detail about it and talked about how much fun it was to to not only do the voices of all these characters, but to uh, to be able to, to do the mocap for them, and I thought that was pretty cool. So, hmm. wonder if he's trying to 
make an angle for for starring in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, he should do the he should do the mocap for Ghost. <laughs> Floating, spinning. What bop. do they do? Put like four dots on his head and just have him walk around and turn around and bob up and down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last but not least, we've got Sherbet Pop. How's it going? It's going good. I uh, don't have those games and I don't have new tech, but going good. Dealing with hot summer again, still, always. <sighs> yep. But you have Australia. Yes. I saw a picture a few days ago of like a boa constrictor eating a wallaby while a horse watched. And I'm like, this is, <laughs> this picture is all of Australia. That is, that is a picture of Australia. What do you think the Fair horse enough. is thinking? I well, mean, dang not... man, at least I'm not that wallaby. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, I don't know if I'd be sticking around to see what happens next. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Well, you're talking about the heat there. Um, I, I know I mentioned last episode we were kind of hunkering down for this big ice storm that came through, and it was rough, man. Oh, yeah. I actually had to go into work, and I got to work, well, almost to work, and got a call from my boss, and they're like, yeah, uh, why don't you just go ahead and stay home today and work from home? That would have been nice to know about an hour ago, but uh, oh, no. I'll turn around and go back home. By the time I got back home, though, there was a good quarter inch of ice on my street and my driveway, so I kind of slid into the garage and... And we just kind of chilled at home all day, and I worked a little bit, but it uh, didn't get as bad as they thought. We did have uh, quite a bit over the course of a day, and then it's all kind of melted off these past few days. So, doing okay though. Just just cold now. <laughs> so, and then we've got our two guests here. We've got Jared. How's it going, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's our pleasure. I, we've. You know, we've talked about you a lot in past episodes and, and some of the little stuff you've done for us. And, you know, we had that T-shirt that you did for our birthday that was awesome. And actually, I don't know if it's still up or not. It might be. I don't it know is. if we took it. It is it. Hey, it's yep. still available. So <laughs> just keeps appearing. Yeah. It's funny, it's it was... funny about that. It's funny about that T-shirt. Like, I initially designed it because I've had that design in my head for a while. Um, and I did that thing with that other podcast. And I was like, oh, man, I hope they're not going to be mad. You know what? Maybe I'll just do this design. They'll forget all about it. Oh hey, look! It's your anniversary. Here, there you go. So, <laughs> oh no, it's we're, we. Uh, I heard you on that episode. It was uh, it was that episode of the DLC, uh, and it was good, man. You had some. I love hearing you talk about uh, Dwindler's Ridge, man. I, you've got it, it's fun to to chit chat about that with you because you've got a pretty pretty good grasp on what's going on there and some some interesting ideas about it. So, eventually, I've become we'll... a I've become a meme and I've made memes for the DGS. Dwindler's Ridge <laughs> Slack champ. <laughs> yeah, the the one where the guy busts through the door and, and says, I figured it out. Dredging yours, res-. and then boom, that hunter just shoots him over his shoulder. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Which is like a, an idea of like every single piece of lore that people like were just starting to get into it. Hey, guys, so I figured this out. No. <laughs> Shut <stop>. him down. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've also got with us Matt. How's it going? Pretty good. How's it going? Doing good, man. I was I was uh, browsing through your your uh, what is that a uh, Tumblr page and looking mm-hmm. at all the animations you've done. And man, that that oh, I love looking at that stuff. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into it a little more and talk about some of them that you've done. But the one that cracks me up is uh, is that Titan just hammering away at a, at 
towards the screen kind of and there's food bouncing all over the place got a little chef's hat on oh <laughs> uh, yeah that, that was, was so a great. fun one you uh you're a big fan of uh of shacks apparently he's in a lot of your stuff. oh yeah i mean it's it's been kind of a focus currently making like a, a more than just gifs i want to make like a little anima- animated short and the first idea is kind of centered around that very cool yeah i uh I saw some of your, your. I think there's like a, a hunter kind of, of in a hand to hand kind of fight with a warlock, and yeah, that one is is awesome. It's very well put together, and all I keep thinking about is, um, oh, who's that? There's a guy from Rooster Teeth, uh, mm-hmm. who kind of broke through and got involved with them because he made mm-hmm. that fight with Master Chief and uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, that was that was so cool, and I still go back and watch that occasionally, just because it was so well put together. And for the time that it was done, it was just just amazing. Um, but all right, well, let's see what we got here for you guys. I guess let's we should probably start off with kind of our our normal uh, little thing we do for guests that we know play the game. We've had some guests on that, that haven't played much or at all, and but uh, but you guys play destiny so jared what's your tell us a little bit about your class and what you play and your gear that you like and and uh and your favorite bit of lore what do you what do you enjoy about destiny and what do you play as well uh, as most people are aware of by my artwork um i'm a hunter main um mostly gunslinger these days but i do play all three respectively uh, my favorite weapon is definitely a jalo supercell just because i like having a power of um the Emperor Palpatine in a single <laughs> fully automatic rifle. Uh, my favorite pieces of armor uh, differ. So, like, I like the Celestial Nighthawk in PVE because I like one-shotting everything. And, like, the Young Hom Car Spine in PvP because I love trip mines more than life itself. Especially uh, <laughs> in, in Mayhem. <laughs> oh, my God. Mayhem, uh, like, pre-nerf trip mines. It's like pre-taken spring. Is how I got my uh, chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would just sit in this room and just throw trip mines like every ten seconds, nice. and just please don't kill me. <laughs> um, favorite lore? Uh, I'll just keep this short and sweet, and I'll just cop out and just say Dwindler's Ridge. It's <laughs> not a it's not a cop out. Yeah, I mean we know the story, and and like I said, we'll get it. We might we might talk a little lore this episode. We'll see where the where the conversation takes us. But Matt, what about you, man? What are you uh, what are you playing these days, and what are you using? Yeah, mm, uh, I'm also a hunter main. Poor Gavel. I, oh. I did start out. I did start out with a warlock, but I uh, ended up deleting it and switching to hunter <laughs> shortly after <laughs> for some reason. Stop. He didn't just stop. He just deleted it. Yeah, no, I deleted <laughs> it. I gotta be honest slots. about that. Yeah, Gavel's over there crying. Oh. <laughs> I, I have all three classes now, but I, the, the other two are very neglected. Uh, as far as gear goes, uh, I don't know. I, I, I know back. Uh, so you were you were featured on the uh, the Bungie uh, mm-hmm. focus. And yeah. uh, I know back then you were still Piercer and I think Last Word and uh, mm-hmm. Bretta Mart's uh, stand. So you right. still using those or did you switch it up? I still use Still Piercer uh, quite often, but 
I've kind of veered away from last word just to try out other hand cannons like the Ice Luna. Uh, but I, I think I'd like, I like Bones of Eow as most, as far as gear goes, because it's just the maneuverability you get. Oh, for sure. For hunters. And then the the lore of Amkara kind of goes in there. And, and so oh. that's stuff that I like. Yeah, the so hotly debated topic. Yeah, yeah. So, is that uh, is that one of the one of your lore favorites? Are you much of a lore guy? Uh, do you dig into that stuff much? I, do I, you... I do dig into the lore a bit. Uh, I haven't really read much grimoire lately, so my memory's not very. You're not missing much. I was just yeah. thinking not the same thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I read through like the entire Book of Sorrows and stuff like that. And that was really interesting. Yeah, the Vex are definitely my main interest, I think, as far as lore goes. Uh, I don't have like a specific Grimmar card I like the most. Yeah, the Vex, the Vex have a lot to offer and a lot of unknowns still. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll find some more out in the future. That'd be be fun. So indeed. Well, as soon as we dig into the Vault. I think for a long time, Gabla and I have been planning a uh, quantum mechanics and you episode just because <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to get it out of the way first before we dive into like serious vex topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, page in oh. cosmology. Yeah, page in cosmology. <laughs> yeah, if, I mean, if he's Cosmo- not whatever cosmology, if, I think um, I yeah. <laughs> if you know, I mean, if we don't have him on the episode, he's just gonna like correct everything we say anyway. So might as well get him here to begin with so we don't have to do a million kind of, of backpedals and corrections <laughs> the following episode. The entire next episode will just be corrections to the previous Right, episode. either that or it's yes. going to be, yeah. Okay, here's our correction episode. Cosmo, take over. <laughs> just let him do all our corrections for us. And this is where you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Everywhere. Yep. Just a list of timestamps. It's the entire episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or just have him listening, like have an actual episode of him listening, like pausing every like 10 seconds. So this is wrong because of... Blah, blah, blah. Right. He replays the whole previous episode. <laughs> Turn a three-hour episode into an eight-hour episode. <laughs> All right, guys. Now I have to go to class. Uh, that dude does way too much school. Well, so let's talk so, a little bit about what you guys do uh, and, and kind of your style and what you focus on the most in the community. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, Jared, we know that you do kind of uh, a more traditional comic art style and, and you like to do the the kind of, of I mean, geez, it, it, you do comics. Um, you know, they're the, the pained kind of, of single-page strips and they're, uh, they're great because the ones that you do, at least related to Destiny, um, you, you kind of retell some stories, but you put a little spin on some stuff and, and put, add a little humor. And, uh, so, so tell us a little bit about like what, what inspired you or why you kind of enjoy that type of, of style. So I love comics. Uh, I worked in a comic book retail for over two years. Um, that honestly just added fuel to that fire. Um, I'm a storyteller as well as an artist. Um, sequential artwork is literally the best of both worlds. Uh, so I've made it a focus in my personal artwork because it's a discipline that requires so much skill and like nonstop practice. Uh, you literally have to be able to draw everything and anything. So if I continue to push myself with the comics, then I will 
literally never stopped growing. Yeah, and it comes out. Right. I mean, it, it's you can you know it's. I've I've seen what I think over the past. Gosh, how long have you been with us in Slack? You've been in there for over a almost year. a year. Yeah, almost almost a year. A year. I mean, just in that short time, I mean, I know you're going to school and, and you've been doing a long, you did this long before you met us, but, uh, you know, improvements in, in some of the work you did. I know that you've teamed up with uh, one of the other art guys. Oh, uh, uh, Pedro. Pedro. Yeah. You guys did that, that one where you drew it and he colored it in. He's got a, he's got a, a pretty great talent at coloring and shading and, and doing that. And I mean, that was a great, uh, collaboration between you two i love to see that happen some more um, that's a gorgeous piece yeah oh and... yeah no i agree like uh i'm because i'm currently because uh, my tablet broke on my way up here because uh, i recently moved from san antonio to seattle and my tablet broke and so i don't really have the means to do a genuinely good coloring job so like most of what i've been doing recently is just like point and click on a macbook little um keypad or a little mouse pad so it's it's I can't get very detailed, um, and I love uh, Pedro's just like sense of color, um, and I don't think he's comfortable with like a lot of the stuff that I do, like the very dynamic poses and all that other stuff. And I felt that um, if I were to bring him, like if I were to bring this up to him, he would be cool with it. Um, and he was he was absolutely cool with it because uh, it's a way for different Destiny like art guys like him and myself to one get exposure and do a cool team up and two make something freaking awesome. So I absolutely agree. He's fantastic. Yeah, he. Uh, I w- I w- we were trying to get him on too, and he's he's not nearly as active, and I don't know that he's nearly as as available to to get in on this sometimes. But he's done some some fun stuff in the past. Uh, he did a great scene of the scientists uh, from the the uh, Ghost Fragment Vex cards uh, in their lab, and I mean that thing blew me away uh, when we saw that. And he also did one with um uh our boy Toland sacrifice probably him. yeah probably one of my favorite pieces of destiny fan art yeah he that was great he's uh he's got uh oh Ariana 3 was on the table wasn't she yep yeah and I love yeah. I love that piece it's so I good. would I would frame that and hang that in my apartment <laughs> well we need to talk to him we got access to him so <laughs> That's, yeah, uh, I believe actually he's he's in Chile, so his timeline is it's like like one o'clock over there, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so, is there? I mean, are you working on anything right now? Um, at the moment, not really. Uh, just because, like I said, I restarted because uh, so I transferred from the Art Institute of San Antonio to the Art Institute of Seattle, um, and it's just a huge like I'm just having those kind of bumps along the road, so I've just been kind of focusing a lot on that. So, not at the moment. Just little doodles, like little cartoons. When I'm in class, of oh. Gabble being a warlock. <laughs> oh yeah, I think we, I think we might have mentioned that last episode. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and of, of course, my head on my hunter's body, and since my hunter's a female, <laughs> that's a pretty, pretty fun little doodle. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's get over to Matt and. Uh, so, I mean, you are, oh, you know what? This is, I love this, what, what Drop wrote here. Go ahead, Drop. I want you to take this one. 
what the this question here your little silky smooth comment was great man oh yeah (laughs) most most famous in the community for your silky smooth often hilarious 3d animations uh and what inspired you to pursue that particular style or medium hmm uh well back in middle school i guess i started doing 3d stuff because i wanted to get into modding video games and uh, it was like a Quake 3 engine thing, so it's kind of fun to play around with first-person shooters like that. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a anime fan, and, you know, just watching that over the years has really influenced my style, I think. And it's something I want to pursue a little more to, like, capture that particular... Uh, Way of uh, way of animating in 3D. Uh, Do they consider those like genres within art, within animation, like 3D and and somewhat like uh, it was like a couple years ago or some last year. I think it was a couple years ago. There was like a like a game developer conference uh, thing on a game called Guilty Gear mm-hmm. and they just made their latest game Exert or something like that. It's a silly name. They're, uh, the but, Guilty Gear titles are ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, they they switched from 2D animation to 3D or 2D like characters to 3D and they used uh, the older style of animation which they deemed as limited animation so frames are uh, less, they use less frames, mm-hmm. but you get a little more expression out of it. Uh, it's like instead of 24 frames per second, they animate in 12 and then speed it up to 24, something like that. Interesting. Uh, that yeah. that switch, that switch from 2D sprites and Guilty Gear to the 3D models was, yeah, I remember when it first happened. Yeah, people are like, oh, it's not going to be as as smooth or nice, but some of the things they've managed to pull off and the look no, they did they did an amazing that job. They achieved, that. yeah, is incredible. And they're they're kind of they kind of pioneered that. So as once I saw that, I wanted to kind of push further with that, and like that's kind of one of the main inspirations for making the Destiny animations was as like an animation thing was like reflecting that. A rendering style and in the 3D, uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of technical stuff I'd like to talk about. I'm all I'm all about process and stuff like that, so I, I could go on for days. Was well, it like uh, the game Battleborn? Uh, the intro to Battleborn is 100% 2D cell animation, right. so like the uh, 12 frames a second, and yeah. it was so that was pretty cool, so pretty. Oh, anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, on top of of just your your animation stuff, you know, uh-huh. you got hit up by uh, Bungie and were yeah. I, m- I mentioned this earlier, you were community focus um, back yeah. I think uh, last summer around May, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you also had a Kotaku article written about your 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 stuff. Um, yeah, what was that like? I mean, did I know I know how the community focus affected us? Uh, you know, did your your Twitter kind of explode <laughs> after oh, that? Yeah, happened? it was it was crazy because you know I just wanted to post that super hot fire gif when I got the <laughs> bungee 
the the bungee community focus out in out in the wild and and then once that happened i posted it to reddit and then the guy on Kotaku got it through reddit i'm assuming and and then our gaming apparently featured it somebody oh, posted that for me and it was crazy i got so much exposure from just that one day of, <laughs> and one gif yeah yeah you know that thing is that thing is awesome uh and i mean not to take away from any or other stuff but man that's one of I, I think a lot of people's favorites uh and and you know i bet a lot of people see that one and don't know where it's from or how to how to find more of it and so hopefully yeah. we can we can direct a few people where to go and, and see some more for stuff sure. and even how to help kind of support both you guys in your your future endeavors for making more stuff for destiny so that's that's so yeah. cool um so i mean we know well go ahead i'm gonna back i'm gonna back up real quick uh and i'm gonna spread this question out uh the first question i know is jared do you remember the first comic you ever like bought or received uh what like for destiny no the first the first comic book like when you were a kid oh um oof hmm. i think i was or, like or do you have like a first, like a first comic book that really you read it and you're just completely blown away and it really inspired you? Well, the first comic book I ever read, I was too young for it. It was Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. <laughs> wow. <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't understand it. I didn't like the artwork. I thought it was crap. I picked it up like <laughs> 15 years later and it changed my life. But, you know, it's the typical Dark Knight Returns story. Um, I don't know. Uh, I started like I was always into comics when I was a kid. Uh, because like the, the Batman the animated series and the X Men cartoon, um, but I had to get a lot out of it a lot. Like when I grew up, because uh, then all throughout high school I was also into anime and all that other stuff. Um, and then when, when I got, joined the Marine Corps, I just dropped a lot of it. Then I got married, I dropped a lot of it. Actually, I had to drop all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but after my first divorce, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna go back into reading comics. <laughs> so I, I picked up a bunch of comics. Actually, I, picked, I re-picked up Dark Knight Returns. Um, and re fell in love with Batman, I suppose. So I love Batman. Actually, there's this uh, Batman game, like this trivia game. I think it's like over in Dunzo now. But <laughs> by the time it, it got called it quits, I was like ranked top five people in like Batman trivia in the state of Texas. Nice. Um, <clears throat> but to like to say that if there's like uh, just a single comic book that changed my life, honestly, there isn't. Um, like for, I find a lot of different different artists to, to be different inspirations. Like if I want to um, look at just solid line work, I look at you know stuff by Jim Lee or Gary Frank. Or if I want to like look for some more stylization, I look for like Tim Sale or Bruce Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I want like a painterly quality, I look for Fiona Staples. But the the artist who I find the most inspiration uh, is my favorite artist in the world. His name is Sean Murphy. Um, literally, I'll read anything he's ever done uh, he's like a master of technical drawing like cars and mechs and his ink work is dare i say delicious <laughs> um he actually had a, an apprenticeship a couple years ago that i applied for um but he actually had to cancel it because he got too famous too quickly mm-hmm. um but uh, he did give me some feedback uh and critique on some of my on a uh, my submission which was invaluable and i'll never forget it so sean murphy is my answer yeah i'm looking at it right wow he's got a 
this amazing piece of Marty McFly sliding across the front of the DeLorean time machine. It's just. Yeah, actually, he recently. uh, So he got really famous and like super huge uh, when he did this book called Chrononauts, which is super hilarious. uh, If you ever want to read a four issue graphic novel, Uh, it's by also it's written by Mark Miller, who did like kick ass and um, Mm. wanted and a bunch of other stuff that's become movies. Uh, So that book actually got a movie deal. So he had a bunch of um, like lawyers and stuff, and he got super famous super quickly. So he had to cancel the uh, the apprenticeship. But no, it's uh, I believe he actually has a contract with exclusively for DC. He's going to be writing or he's going to be drawing uh, these issues of this Batman All Star series written by Scott Snyder. On top of that, he'll be also writing and drawing the main Batman title, which I'm going to pick up Batman again. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of his art reminds me of uh, Travis Cherist, who's one, yeah. of my favorite, one of my favorite artists. Absolutely. Uh, the other question that I had, are, are you reading any comics currently that you find really inspirational? Uh, at the moment, with my current situation, I do not have the space for comics, nor the, uh, the expendable, exposable income. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but as soon as... Uh, when my life gets back on track, which it will soon, because uh, I have my GI Bill and all this bunch of other stuff coming in soon, and then I will definitely try and make more time for more comics. But at the moment, I have had to cut a little bit of that out of my life. I'll never just, forget it. <laughs> I just picked up, I wanted something to read while I was on my way to to CES and I picked up the full run on of Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David. Oh Fisher. my God. Oh, oh it's, those are so Fraction good. Hawkeye is so good. Um, if you want something quick to read, highly recommend Chrononauts. Or if you yeah. want like a really good series, like that's long and uh, like kind of weird, definitely Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and uh, yeah. Fiona Staples. Saga is amazing. Saga is so good. Um, Well, all right. Well, I was going to ask Matt uh, the same thing, because down if we just go down in the doc a little bit, I said, uh, uh, Matt, a lot of your work pulls from pop culture and anime implies destiny to it. So are there art or artists or series that you're watching right now that you find particularly inspirational or or things, series or something like that you grew up with that you're like, oh, this this art style is amazing and I want to do this Mm -hmm. or I've never seen anything like this? Yeah, I like I experiment a lot, and so I kind of go around and look for references, and you know, look back at shows that I used to watch, like uh, what was it Roroni Kenshin? Looking at back at that was kind of weird because the animation didn't last, uh, didn't age very well, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, even though it was a cool show when I was a kid, mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty decent manga. But uh, there's a lot of modern shows that I've picked up, like uh, Mob Psycho 100 has a very unique animation style, and I would definitely recommend that uh, just to, like, visually, it's very cool and, you know, something I want to reflect and try and practice and it's hard to get such expression through 3d because you got to like m- manipulate the 3d mesh in mm-hmm. a very particular way and sometimes you can't get that so i'm also practicing drawing 
to do some extra expression. Um, a lot of Miyazaki movies, for sure. I take a lot of interest and watch those a lot. And they're like they're master classes. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. There's just so much. I take in like a uh, ghost in the shell for sure. Cause it's like that sci-fi um, mm-hmm. futuristic world. And yeah, you know, and kind of try and find things that destiny also took inspiration from if, if at all possible. Uh, I can't quite remember off the top of my head, some of the things that I've kind of read around the internet, but Well, I was just say that the knife fight animation that you did reminded mm. me a lot of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, that was actually taken from Naruto. Uh, one of that, like a very short part of that beginning of the oh, knife I fight. I see that. Yeah, it's like a Kakashi versus Obito. Uh, it's like that's a pretty famous scene if you're into Naruto. Uh, and I wanted to get the rhythm that they have, just to, like so I did it frame by frame. Yeah, you know, got the poses just as best I could, and uh, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it's, it's a gorgeous piece. Mm. All right. Well, the, and the follow-up question to that was like, do you? I guess you sort of answered this question, or like, do you see things like that in pop culture or anime, and say, like, this would be hilarious if it was Shacks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like. A lot of a lot of the ideas come from pop culture or just like wacky ideas my, my friend and I come up with. You know, my, my friend is actually a genius when it comes to like silly slapstick humor. So you know, I, I, I call him up and or text him some stuff and he just out of nowhere. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll do that. So there's, there's like a ton of backburner projects I got in the works that, you know, just need to be done. Uh, for everyone to see and you know hopefully it'll well, I mean just not too long ago you uh, you shared with us in Slack and I don't know how long it was it was out or if you had it posted anywhere before but the uh, <laughs> the the confused Travolta <laughs> hunter uh-huh. <laughs> man that thing I made that in a day literally oh I my just, gosh it's so it's so good and just down. little little things like that I mean the minute yeah. I didn't even have to see a description of it to know what it was. Yeah. I mean, right. that, those are the kind of ones that really speak to me. It's like, oh man, that's that's perfect because it. it I mean, I'm curious. So, how do you kind of lay over the actual footage of that, or do you just kind of do it by watching? Like, so yeah, I pre- like a preliminary. I'll lay over the the scene on top of whatever character I want. And kind of do some keyframing, try and get the posing just right. And uh, at least for that particular one, I kind of had to act it out uh, to to like get an idea of how his legs move, because that's a really important part of the movement. Because when I did it at first, his legs weren't moving, and it just kind of ruined the the motion. So I had to figure out how Travolta moved in that particular <laughs> scene. So I, I acted it out. By myself. This animation isn't animated enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, 
your, your eyes see those subtle movements and, and notice them even though like it's kind of subconscious uh, oh for sure yeah, I, yeah. I try to yeah, I try to get that like little little details uh, and, and that's I mean just possible I mean the whole the devils and the details thing is absolutely true I mean it's you leave out the little things and that's what people will notice and and <laughs> if you can really capture those kind of of small movements or you know the the so-called micro expressions and in, in characters faces <laughs> like whenever you see cutscenes and stuff yeah. you know as as those as cutscenes like that have evolved man you see so much more in concern and anger and and stuff like that that just never came across before because the faces just couldn't they didn't have the the ability to really to do that and so yeah every little every little detail that you you put in you know counts and and people most people recognize that and and know how much time and effort you put into stuff and it's it's amazing oh yeah both you guys are great at details like i'm i always marvel at sort of like the armor choices that you put on your hunters matt mm. uh, and then jared when you did that the the animation that had the titan wearing the no backup plans you had that mm-hmm. amazing like translucent purple effect on them that was like so game accurate it was just really awesome yeah it's one of those things like if you do it right no one will know but if you don't do it right everyone will know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's true yeah i had to get the details just right for the super hot fire otherwise it would have been, <laughs> it would have been yeah, like i've seen a few other games do it like other other people with like uh the valve source filmmaker and it's just like they just kind of, you know, played with Barbie dolls essentially, and that was that was not what I wanted to do. <laughs> oh no, yours is yours is great. Um, something else I like too is is kind of seeing the evolution of some of these, you know, like the uh, just the the different the different things that you kind of, of do with a single animation and and how it evolves. Like your, uh, I don't know what it's called the the I don't know, Al Sector, the uh, the one with mm. the guy sitting at the oh, yeah. keyboard typing away. Yeah. And it started out, and I think the first one I saw was just him, and then you put the little animation around his head with just like one color of the, the effect, yeah. and then it got multiple colors, and then you threw that <laughs> threw that guy on the screen, uh, yeah. the SIVA guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just all the, just, I like, I love seeing how things like that kind of, kind of change and evolve and how you can use stuff for different things. Like the, even the, the hunter that like the ghost pops up in his hand. Um, and you know, there's the one animation where it's got the little shrug emote there. And the other one, he like throws the, the, uh, the face onto the hunter, the, uh, Oh, what is that? The Lenny, like a Lenny face kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, little stuff like that is just so cool. Mm -hmm. Cause you can use one thing and just, you know, use it for multiple purposes and, and, and it's, it's great to, to watch and, and see things in there. Yeah. Those are, those are definitely fun to make. Well, the same with you, Jared, you know, originally the, that, uh, the Thanatonauts comic ended up turning into like a full blown animation project. 
Yeah. Uh, and the artwork got a huge upgrade between comic to animation. There's all kinds of like new effects added and all kinds of things like that. So it was amazing to see that the evolution of that. Yeah, that little like that little bit of like adding more detail or doing something different made it from a four day project to a four month project. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's cool. Like. Actually, you can blame Drop for that, for not giving me mm-hmm. audio for two oh, and a half months. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. all right. It's okay. Yeah, yeah but when grunt- I did, I gave you like 15 takes. You did. And I was like, that's awesome. That's better. Oh, I'm using this one. <laughs> and the Grump birthday party is just amazing. I love that sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, man. It's I, I just I'm so jealous of artwork amongst the community and I I love to see that stuff and wish I could do it because um, I've got you know I I like to think I come up with some interesting ideas in my head but they never make it to to print so to speak <laughs> but uh, I know that you guys both are I mean we we kind of mentioned it but you're going to school for for art um, what like, I mean, we know what inspired you, but have you, was there anything in school that once you learned about kind of, of different things that, that helped drive you towards a different path or, or did you go in knowing what you wanted to do and kind of stuck with it? I guess, uh, Matt, what do you, what well, do you actually, mean? I'm not, I'm not in school. Oh, you're not. Uh, I thought you were. I thought you were in, no. in school right now. Are you, are you going, planning on going to, to any? Mm-hmm. No, not at the moment. No. Like, I I never went to college after high school. Uh, I I kind of got lucky. Like, I I had the opportunity to just kind of work on things at home with my staying at my family's place, and and then one day a friend came up to me and like said, "Hey, you want a job? You're pretty good at this 3D thing." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, yeah." And I, I I met the CEO of this tech company, and he needed some help with an app. And uh, it's kind of history from there. I got the job, and I did some 3D animation for, like, four years with that company, just, like, improving, essentially, and learning through experience. Yeah, that's one of the cool things about, like, this, the, the art industry itself. Like, you don't actually have to go to, to college or art school to, to do anything, really. If you If you know what you're doing... Even straight out of high school, you can get a job and you can maintain a job. So that's why, like, a lot of people don't think that art school is even really worth it. So, so it's kind of just like a like a proving yourself type of thing, like your portfolio and or what showing them what you can do. Yeah, like I I yeah. kind of go to school for free because I have a GI Bill and I didn't want to become a lawyer or an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but for a lot of people, like if you if you can't afford it or if you don't want to take. Uh, over a hundred thousand dollars in in loans, and you're pretty good at drawing, or pretty good at 3D modeling or animation. You don't really have to go. So yeah. it's... Oh, gotcha. Well, so so Matt yeah. then is I mean, the is there is can you tell us about what this what this app was, or is there somewhere we can go and see uh, more of your work, or is it something that's just okay? Not... Uh, well, yeah, you know, it's. It's like, you know, very old stuff. But uh, uh, so the company was called Sagra. Um, 
and it was like a health and wellness company, and uh, we, we were working on a yoga app. So uh, I would like make yoga poses, and then you'd pretty much follow along with the the virtual yoga instructor on your iPhone or iPad or something nice. like that. And, well, yeah, uh, that that definitely would be. I mean, putting them into those crazy yoga poses would definitely be a good practice, like you said. That's now I just want to see an animation of Shaq teaching a yoga class. <laughs> oh boy! Oh my God! Put the leotard. <laughs> or have the speaker like leading all the 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 guardians in the tower huh? in yoga. He's like up on the podium, and they're all down in the thing, and their little mats and shit. Oh, Shaq's that guy walking around correcting everybody. <laughs> Your leg up higher, Guardian. Helping, helping him into poses. Oh, man. It's this is crew. amazing. Stretching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not amazing. You're doing it wrong. Wow. Do it again. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm seeing. The downward Send drag. Send them home crying. <laughs> There we go. Crucible hot box yoga. New hot <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys who Bungie just, or Activision just threw at Bungie for the uh, Skylanders app. I think we just figured it out, guys. I think we just. Huh? There you go. Now, Jared, you were, in, you were in school for animation. Correct. And I'm still in school for animation. Nice. Do you find that? to be like a natural extension of the artwork you sort of already produced or is it like a whole new set of skills? Well, so like I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to an art school for, uh, when I decided I wasn't going to stay in the Marine Corps anymore, I knew I wanted to go to an art school. Um, I actually initially got accepted into the Academy of Art in San Francisco. Oh, wow. um, I, I applied for CalArts and RISD, but by the time uh, those letters would have got back to me, uh, it was just a bunch of family stuff. Like my dad was diagnosed with cancer and he lived in San Antonio. So I had to, or so I decided to just go to an art school down there, and it was the Academy of Art, or no, the Art Institute, which is like the McDonald's of all art schools. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like like everybody, I got accepted. Um, so I was looking at the program as like game design, eh, animation, hey, that's kind of cool. Um, so I initially wanted to just go into animation with the idea of like, because the first year of any art school is just getting down your basics. Um, just like building up your your foundation uh, and everything else after that is just adding on to your portfolio and to your resume. So like uh, 2D animation, 3D animation, modeling, rigging, um, all this other stuff that um, I know how to do. And with more practice and more like I can go into deeper stuff if I ever need to. Um, so I initially wanted to just do it. Um, just to, to have more tools in my toolbox and to find out different ways to still to tell a story. Uh, so a lot of my comic book stuff is stuff that I do on my own. Um, and I actually haven't really taken any classes on it. Um, just to read a bunch of like <clears throat> uh, comic books and or like how to draw comic books. And just like about people I actually like will listen to. Like Brian Michael Bendis has a huge writing uh, exp- trying not to use cuss words. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it's worry. Long. It's long. Actually, I'll bleep them out. Um, but it's like I'll for but just like the how to draw manga one hundred and one or anything like that. I I kind of tend to stay away from just because like all the information that those have, I already know, and they're just kind of gonna hamper 
less, like more than they're going to help. So, yeah. Well, speaking of those things, uh, both of you guys, uh, what do you what do you consider the tools your trade? I know that, Jared, you mentioned a Wacom tablet. Uh, one thing I find interesting on Matt's list is that he lists Ableton, which is not an art program. <laughs> it's kind of an art program. <laughs> so uh, what do you guys, what are your, the major tools of your trade? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll take this one. Right. Uh, so me personally, for just for like a lot of my traditional stuff, you know, the pencils, paper, pens, ink brushes, rulers. Um, <clears throat> I do the majority, if not all, of my coloring digitally these days because it's kind of hard to to sell a crayon drawn comic book. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though I'm pretty boss, unique, though I'm boss with a crayon. Um, uh, <clears throat> so. If, uh, and actually, um, I'll be doing a lot more digital stuff as soon as I do get uh, a tablet again, because I have to shift into a focus that I have I didn't have to in San Antonio. Um, so I'll be doing a lot more like fo- uh, Photoshop paintings and other stuff like that. Uh, but for 2D animations, I use After Effects and Premiere. And for 3D stuff, I can do uh, 3D Studio Max and Maya, which are owned by Autodesk. Um, and I also can use ZBrush and... I've touched Mudbox once or twice, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I know it in and out. So, what about you, Matt? Okay. Uh, Well, Blender 3D is the 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 main program I use for all my animations and sometimes film editing. Uh, So, it's a pretty cool (laughs) program. It's free and open source. I recommend it. You know, you can just have it on your computer, and if you ever want to dabble in 3D, <laughs> I'm a pretty big av- advocate of that program. Uh, uh, Pixelmator is kind of like a dumbed-down Photoshop that I could afford. <laughs> and uh, Sketchbook Pro by Autodesk. That was, yeah, that's what I use for drawing. Um, and little know. sketches. What was that? What was the one you said was like a dumbed down Photoshop? It was Pixelmator. Pixelmator. Um, one yeah. of my friends who does some artwork, he likes. Uh, oh man, now I'm drawing a blank. I got it on my computer. Um, he likes an app called PaintShop Pro. Used to be the big one. Yeah, GIMP. GIMP. Yeah. Oh yeah, GIMP. That one. I, I used to use it, but it was kind of getting a little wonky for me, so I switched to something a little more stable. Uh, at least, you know, I, I know GIMP is a little better nowadays, but when I was using it, when I was like 18, it was just hard to use. Yeah, I've had it for quite a while, and I've seen, you know, a lot of the a lot of the newer versions definitely have a lot yeah. more tool options and and stuff like that, so... Uh, there's quite a few other paint programs out there now too, and photo editing that are available for now, free. I had, to, I had to look up Ableton because I didn't know what it was. Yeah. but it looks like it's a, a audio program. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a music program or a digital audio workstation or whatever. Uh, yeah, I I dabble in music occasionally, and uh, yeah, so. 
I pretty much do everything I can by myself as far as like making these animations. So eventually once I get to like making the shorts, there'll be sound effects and music going along with it. And uh, maybe not voiceovers. I'm a little weary about that just because I want to, if I do have voiceovers, I want to have good writing and good voices quality. Right. Yeah. And it's tough. You know, we've talked about that when like reading Grimoire, um, you know, we've done some where we've kind of acted stuff out, but it's characters that no one's ever heard like in game, but it'd be hard to like, you know, sell a Shax that's not, you know, that's not Shax. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's not Lenny James. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, so it's, it's tougher, you know, having, you know, Cade, that's not like you've got, you've got the one, uh, one animation with with Cade where you pulled sound like yeah. you pulled the audio straight from the game and put it in there, which is great because if it was someone else's voice, it totally wouldn't have you wouldn't have been able to sell it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Well, we do have an original piece of audio by Morla. We can. I'd love to see that animated. Oh, there we go. We'll ship that over. To him. <laughs> All right, we got a project for you. Well, speaking of okay. Which, um, I've actually been thinking about doing something with that. Because uh, I know how to do uh, like a lip sync in uh, After Effects, um, mm. but that'll have to be maybe someday. Well, we've got our we've got our outtake, so somebody could act, could uh, change Eris into a Valley Girl and <laughs> one of those. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I have an Eris Morn model. I saw that too. Yeah, that's on your that's on your Tumblr as well. And uh, I mean, not you can see kind of your work on it, uh, kind of her moving around and stuff. But mm-hmm. I haven't seen. Do you have any uh, animation out there that you've done? I don't have any more with her. I actually kind of need to improve the the model a bit since my process is a little more refined now. But I also kind of want to figure out how to do faces and stuff because uh, I, I want a very particular style and and like quality out of it also yeah, yeah i'm picky she doesn't have a helmet on so that's definitely different yeah. than your other ones so yeah doing facial expressions like once i get to making a zavala and ikora you know that'll be interesting to tackle that problem of human faces and how i'm going to make them express give them expressions and stuff one thing i want to ask you matt uh is a lot of the your animations the armor is like pixel perfect like uh Uh, and i know that some of the guys who do 3d printing from destiny extract the 3d models from the game and then print based on those so do you have a way of extracting 3d models as well for something like you some of your armor is just perfect yeah i I do the same thing that those guys do uh but like with things like cade his armor is pretty damn custom Mm -hmm. so i have to i have to remodel that myself from scratch Oh, right. uh, but I, I'll, I'll use like the base model of a hunter just to have that that form, because uh, each each of those extracted models have like have like a base underneath the armor. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I just, I just some some of your hunters mm-hmm. wear the uh, the dead orbit exotic cloak with the like cabling yeah. and the feathers on it. And it's just yeah. such an intricate. It's, I wear it. It's the only cloak I wear in my hunter, right. so I'm f- familiar with it. And every time I see it represented so accurately, I'm like, man, I, there's so many like weird little moving parts to that. Yeah, I'm all in there. 
Yeah, I'm looking at the yeah. uh, the Shacks reference sheet that you have up on your Tumblr too. And so is oh, that yeah, something I had, that I you had to make that. you made that man? That is so so good. Like you know, some some of the parts you can see in game. Like some armor sets are pretty close to Shacks, but Shacks is yeah. slightly different from all those right. ones you wear in the game. Yeah, the Calipolis gear is very similar to his. Yeah. The big fur collar and the furry right. shoulder pad. Yeah, he has like a bigger fur collar and obviously the horns are definitely yep. not part of any other armor set. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's see. There's a one here for Jared. Uh, your art pulls from a deep knowledge of the Destiny story and lore, and you're obviously active in the DGS fan chat. Do you have any favorite Destiny stories or <clears throat> themes that sort of inspire you or move you forward in your art? We talked a little bit about that piece that you did uh, with Pedro based on the like that little bit of grimoire about the giant worms on the moon. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do have an answer for this. Um, so I love just, just the stories that are the stories that are just kind of short and simple. The ones that are open deeply to like interpretation. Uh, like one of my favorite bits of lore is the six coyotes. Uh, we know Jack oh, yeah. about this legendary group. Uh, <laughs> we know that they were the first to scout the Cosmodrome and to scout beyond the Cosmodrome, depending on if you read the cloak or the, the artifact. And we know that they had a member named Shinobu. And that's about it. Um, so as a Marine veteran, like, I understand the difficulties of that single word scout. Uh, so with just that, I'm able to to kind of create situations that are kind of deep and emotional without taking away from the story that's already been presented. Uh, so in my mind, I'm like adding to the lore because I don't think Bungie's just really ever going to touch it again. Um, <clears throat> same with the, like the, the Five Lives of Albius. That's a story I like to flesh out someday. So I, I like the stuff that's very much kind of very broad and very open and that is kind of given to, like, I'll take it and I'll flesh some stuff out because I think it could be an interesting story. And then, yeah, your DGS profile says that you're a Pokemon master. Are you hiding Are you hiding all your Pokemon art from us? Where can we find that? I post it on my Twitter, but no one ever likes it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make sure that your, uh, your Twitter handle is included in the show notes so people can find Pokemon art. Well, since since we're on the subject of, of destiny and kind of inspiration. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say Pokemon. <laughs> well, we were on destiny before you brought Pokemon into it. But um, OK, so I'm going to go back to destiny then. Um, so, you know, I know me personally, I know that that drop is the same way when you're running around on these and the different maps and, and you kind of get drawn into looking at detail and looking at landscapes and and stuff like that are there any specific areas in the game any specific planets or crucible maps or anything like that that just the art style you just stop and you look and say man this is just so good and it, it's really one of my favorite areas to be in just because of the way that they've they've constructed it and drawn it and and the detail that they use is just what i enjoy uh, Shores yeah. of Time. What's that? Shores of Time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Shores of Time. Uh, what's the one map? Yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't remember now. Uh, it's in the European Dead Zone. The the long map. Memento. 
Memento. That one's really, uh, really cool. With the, the catch up in the sky? The catch and like the battle sounds in the background. And yeah, it's like, what's well, going like... on here? Come on. I want to <laughs> just go out of this map and see what's going on. That was in my damage knots animation. Yeah. I love that map. And uh, <clears throat> the tower. I like the tower a lot. Yeah, I saw the Shack. Uh, you had like a little that. area. The area behind shacks with all the different skulls on the wall. Sure, yeah, the, uh, that's cool. And like looking out into the city and and like uh, all the different faction areas. <laughs> Iraq Jalal's puddle. Yeah, right. <laughs> we need your help, Guardian. <laughs> well, you do. Yeah, you need a pair of rain boots. Right. Yeah, so there was, you actually, I saw you have, uh, like, kind of just a, a pretty, where'd that go? You have, like, a, a kind of tower, you, like, mm. and uh, not, it's kind of the beginning art of, of something where there's, like, the, the Guardian kind of standing at the, right. at the edge. Yeah, I, I started a little back. 3D model, a 3D model of the tower to scale of the Guardian, uh, haven't really worked on it in a while, to be honest. But I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I, I mean, even even with just that little bit you have there, it's just cool that to see kind of where you know, looking at all this stuff, it's like kind of can see where your mind's going and and mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that you're you're interested in and wanting to work on. Um, obviously, you know the heiress and now the tower, and you've got that that uh, kind of concept um, uh, of the of the city. Where oh, yeah. you're kind of panning in between like the buildings and stuff, and you can kind of see the traveler just up a little bit above what you're, yeah. what you're looking at. I think you've got concept animation of wandering in the last city, um, definitely somewhere yeah. everyone wishes they could go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many times you've heard that. I just want to go down to the city and walk around. I know, right? Yeah, so it so definitely you know draw would draw my interest to see stuff like that. Um, man, it just the 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 amount of detail in, you know, obviously it's a, it's a polished game and, and everything, but just the, the little things the the small details, like we talked about earlier are what sell the different areas for me, you know, walking around the tower. I always yeah. still, I still crack up at just like fire extinguishers on the wall and, <laughs> and you know, the different, you know, all the boxes that are labeled just properly and, and look like they're, you know, the cracks in the floor and little vines here and there and leaves blowing yeah. around in the ground. And, you know, it's just, it's great. Uh, what did you think about the, uh, the new, uh, the new area, the, uh, uh, Oh gosh, I can't even think of what it's called. Bell Winter's Peak. Yeah. Bell Winter Peak. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that one's really cool. Cause you can explore it a bit more. It's like part of a, um, like a map that you just, took over or like battled through and and then once it became a social space that most of that map was available to Rome so long as you had that ice and fire or if the, the iron banner was going on uh, yeah a lot of those a lot of the details in that area was really neat to find like the skeleton at the top of that jump puzzle and 
<laughs> what the hell was that guy doing up there? Was that like a, a a guardian just you know decided to kick the bucket or just some skeleton that didn't make that's, it? That's Winter himself. Yeah, right. maybe. No, he's in that chamber, that replication chamber. Yep. Look at that. Uh, so there you go. Well, so uh, oh, go ahead. Well, just say so. Once you guys find like a pretty, like a piece of inspiration, like once you get this idea in your head, uh, how do you go about turning it into art? Like, so for you know, for Jared, I would imagine there's like ideas fleshing out and sketching, and then for Matt, it's like whether or not you defined a new model or or where that inspiration is going to come from. But what is what's your process look like once you have that idea? Uh, Matt, you can take this one first. Okay. Uh... Yeah, so I, I do a fair bit of sketching myself. I have like a little sketchbook I keep on hand to write down ideas or sketch out ideas. And uh, but or a lot of the time, inspiration comes from banter between me and my friends. And so, like once that idea is like solidified, uh, it's it's pretty much just getting a character and then putting out. Just posing each person, each each keyframe, until it looks just right, roughly, and uh, and then smoothing out the animation from there. Uh, sometimes the animation looks like total crap at the end, and I have to re- redo it completely. But you know that's all part of the process, I think. Uh, sometimes, uh, like I'll. I'll like take a break too, and like work on something else. If I if I'm like taking too long with it. When you animate a scene with multiple characters, do you model and animate all the characters individually, and then sort of composite them together? Uh, yeah, I no, I don't really composite them together. They're all in the same, like layer, layer. Yeah. Uh. I mean, obviously, I have to animate them individually, but mm-hmm. like they kind of interact as you would in a like with a 3D game engine or something like that. I see. Because I, I just like to see the interaction happen, and like otherwise, yeah, well, it just kind of feels removed. If yeah, I, when I do uh, 3D animation help. stuff, um, like to answer that question, like what I do. Is like I'll kind of like how storyboarding is like a different specific keyframes. So I would uh, like what a lot of people do, like at least from school, is they would get like the big dramatic poses and they would set keyframes for each individual one. Um, so like in this scene, this guy gets kicked in the face. In this scene, this guy puts his foot down and this guy's flying back. And then this one, so it's just kind of like, and then you were fine in between the key points. Uh, so that's one way mm-hmm. of doing. It. Yeah, so like I guess our processes aren't too far from each other. You know, I I just happen to learn everything from trial and error or just random videos on YouTube. Oh yeah, no YouTube. <laughs> YouTube yeah. Is, has actually become the majority of my education. Uh, very good. <laughs> hey Gabble, you still there? Absolutely. It's guess what I'm watching. What are you watching? I'm watching a uh, an animation that Matt did. Of a uh, warlock, he's wearing the stag, and a hunter yeah. walks up and just slaps him in the face. <sighs> that one's an old one. Yeah, it's an old one, but it's still very Whatever. good. 
It's reminiscent sure. of the beginning of this episode. I'm sure it's fantastic. It is. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to tell you about it. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back also, to the Matt has an amazing static uh, image that's like the warlock profile image. That that particular piece is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like it's not an animation. It's just like that would make like an amazing warlock poster. I love that piece. Yeah, those are fun to make. I, I need to make more of those, actually. <laughs> now, I see, I, I'm, again, I'm just going to scroll through some of your work. Um, and I see uh, there's there's like kind of a, it's just like two frames or two or three frames. And it's a warlock standing with his hand up and a hunter kind of looking at him. And he turns his head and then you've got this big kind of anime style uh, teardrop <laughs> on his face. <laughs> so is that is that something that we might see more of kind of some real kind of off the wall kind of stuff or are you looking to stay more towards kind of the true form of of animating characters oh i i want to do like everything really <laughs> so super deformed destiny yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it made me think it made me think of uh there's a an old god i'm i'm gonna date myself but an old uh Homestar Runner, uh, right? Where they're t- where uh, uh, Strong Bad gets an email and he's talking about uh, their like Japanese animation and <laughs> they do like the, he's like okay we need these gigantic eyes and this ridiculously huge mouth and you know all this right. crazy stuff and you know I'd love to see you know that's kind of some stuff that would be fun to to kind of play with in my mind for, yeah. for some of these Destiny characters. Um, you know, see Eris say something to Caden and his eyes just like bulge out of his head or something <laughs> crazy, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I want to touch on everything, you know, just like whatever funny ideas my friend and I come up with or, you know, definitely doing Grimoire eventually. Like I have a lot of vivid ideas through for that, though some of the cards that I've kind of read through and, uh, you know, and just like make up some stories too along the way. That are nice. a little more serious or what or not. <laughs> now and and so kind of to jump over to to Jared, you know, on your Deviant Art page, there's a lot of stuff that you've done, and you know, I, I see some stuff that obviously is kind of of I'm guessing inspired by your military background or military career, um, as well as you know some some pretty great drawings you've done you know there's a there's a, a pretty cool adventure time one that that kind of does like the characters and more of a uh real i don't want to say realistic but but uh kind of like my my style yeah just like yeah the style that you draw and um same with like there's like a mario one that you did uh where where the mario and luigi are pretty much like gangsters and, yeah no uh, they're, they're in, the, in that one because uh, due to copyright, they're not actually Mario and Luigi. <laughs> well, yeah, of course uh, not. But... <laughs> um, like, actually, to, to avoid copyright 100%, like, I can 100% claim that that is mine because I've distorted that world so much. Like, not even the color red or the color green is the same shade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but in this one, these two brothers are drug dealers in this uh, world of chaos and gangs actually if you and look there's a dinosaurs and dinosaurs yeah they have a pet velociraptor but it's like the top Yoshi, of it is, but yeah. no no it's just a yeah 
<laughs> I just like the, the shy guy throwing mods off cocktails and I just <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, so there's so there's that. I mean there's a lot of great stuff on there that, that we could definitely go in and talk about. We'll have to we'll we're obviously gonna have links to, to all these different areas for everyone to go check out their artwork and see the stuff they've they're working on and worked on in the past. Um but uh I you know, there's there's a really cool you know, I think you got a Captain America thing and, and it looks like you, you messed around with some uh some variations of like comic book covers which is is really interesting to me. I love seeing that stuff. Um there's there's one where did that go? There's uh oh you did that you did that piece you uh submitted to the uh, Crucible Radio guys for their T shirt contest. That was pretty oh, yeah. awesome. You've got uh you've got Bones as a as a warlock and Swain's the the Titan and uh Birds is the hunter and uh is is really really great. I remember seeing that on Twitter and remember liking that quite a bit. Um but yeah, you've I mean, there's a lot of it's it's great to go back and, and see kind of like I said, early your earlier stuff and kind of how how much more refined it feels like your skills are getting or have gotten. And I don't know how old some of this stuff is, but I'd imagine it's you've been posting stuff there for quite a while. Yeah, the stuff on this one, because I've I've redid uh, my DeviantArt when I started school, so a lot of the stuff is eh, three, four years old at the most. Well, some of it's actually older. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, so bouncing off that uh, particular subject, and just because you guys also mentioned like learning from YouTube and things like that, we're, we're in an interesting age where the number of outlets that creative people have is sort of like unprecedented before it was like, you go to art school and you build a portfolio and then you shop your portfolio around. But now it's like you can make YouTube videos or have a DeviantArt page or a Patreon or your own webcomic or your own website. There's so many channels for artists to develop their own devoted following sort of individually. Uh, I know Matt, you mentioned that you work sort of professionally in this field. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's a it can be a challenging career choice. Uh, so, I mean, do you guys see art, both of you, as like sort of your full time career for the rest of your lives, or just something like your like how are you how are you working towards like living as a professional artist? It's definitely something I want to do, and I, I've definitely uh, struggled to keep it as my profession. Uh, and technically I'm unemployed at the moment, but I'm like trying to make the animations partly my income. Uh, so, you know, just like, I I think most artists kind of go through that too, uh, from what I, you know, experienced with uh, talking to other people, uh, and it's just you know continue continuing to work on your art and 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 not really giving up is the most important thing otherwise you know it's just uh blowing with the wind and you know letting things take over your life and uh not having that focus on what you want 
to do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jared? Yeah, uh, it's kind of like compliment what Matt was saying. Like, uh, I too, like, uh, future in the professional art is, is the goal. But it's really tricky because uh, art jobs are, one, they're hard to find, and two, they're ma- really hard to maintain because um, it's, it's a highly, highly competitive field. Now, you can yeah. work for a company for 10, 15 years, and then some 18-year-old kid named Matt just comes in straight out of <laughs> high school who does what you do, but like better and cheaper, you're, you could be replaced. It's not like being a lawyer or an accountant where you go to school, you get a degree, and you can get that job. Um, careers in the careers in any creative art field, whether it's um, uh, drawing, animation, music, acting, are highly competitive. Podcasting. Podcasting. Well, you guys don't even. <laughs> this isn't your career, though. True. But from from what uh, I've seen, you guys are doing pretty well for yourself. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like a career. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's hard to, yeah, you literally have to be the best of the best to find and, and maintain like a steady income. Um, and you don't even need a degree to have one or you don't even need a degree to do it. You know, lots of artists, especially when they're starting out, they have multiple forms of income, whether it's one or two part-time jobs, just because they just can't make enough to start out. Is it ideal? No. Um, but you just got to keep getting better, keep finding work, even if it's something that like you kind of don't really want to do if it even if it's like below your station <laughs> if, if you can like because that's one of the things uh i was really harped on me when i was in san antonio because art jobs in texas suck they really do they're mm-hmm. few and far between so that was the literally the biggest point is if you can find a job regardless of what it is take it because that's just something to build upon your resume um and it's it's hard to just keep finding it and, and maintaining it, um, but just like Matt was saying, you just got to keep getting better um, and have keep your hopes high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; it definitely isn't putting food on the table for us, and it's it's fun. <laughs> but man, if I could if I could talk all day and do a podcast like this, that would be I'd love to do that. You know, I talking to, uh, you know, we've, I don't know if I mentioned this before, uh, but back when we talked to Kirsten Potter, um, I was, you know, I mentioned how fun it'd be to do, you know, audiobook narrations and stuff like that, whether I have it in me to do something like that, who knows, but, you know, it'd be, it'd be fun. But not too long after that, I was approached by someone to, to do some, some voiceover work on an app they were working on and I did it and it was, it was great. And I think it's going to be out, uh, relatively soon. Um, that's not surprising. You've been very, very active in your, Hey guys, I like voice acting. Here's a bunch of my voice acting stuff. (laughs) I do stuff just because I like nudge, nudge. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's fun to me. And, and you know, it's, it's funny because, okay. So I was, I was listening to this, uh, to, uh, Donald Glover, uh, he did some stand-up stuff, and he, you know, he has a he has a stand-up routine on, um, oh, on on Netflix that I watch, and he was he also does like a, he's got a lot of albums out and music that he does, and 
he was he has this one joke that he talks about where he was like sitting in a car he was going to pick up the, one of his friends and he was listening to his own cd and they got in there like oh you got to be you know talk about how how vain he was and and conceited and stuff he goes he goes i guess like being an actor or something like that is like one of the only professions you're not allowed to enjoy your own work because if you're like a a chef or if you work at subway and make sandwiches all day and then you go home and make a sandwich and eat it you know what are people going to tell you that you're conceited and oh look at you you know and and so yeah i like i mean i like to to listen to the stuff i do and hopefully get better at it and i listen to our podcasts every time i edit them and listen to them afterwards to make sure they sound okay and it's fun to hear conversations we had because I still pick up on stuff that that I didn't hear before and and so yeah you got to enjoy what you do and and you know you can't it's like you're going to school for art and I'm sure that you know you're doing something that you you love and going to school for it and then to go home and do it some more I'm sure sometimes it's kind of kind of tough to do but at the same time it's your passion and and that's what you like so I get it I understand I like hearing hearing I like hearing gabble talk and I like hearing drop talk and me and the conversations we have. And, and so it's definitely, definitely something that, that, yeah, it's, uh, it'd be fun to do, but. Well, speaking of professional art, uh, this is a question that's not in the interview, but I think I meant to put it in here and never got around to it. Do either of you guys have any artists at Bungie that you particularly love? Like Bungie employs some of the most incredible artists mm-hmm. in the industry. And like I collect art books and I'm a huge fan of a lot of the concept art for destiny, but some of the stuff just blows me away. Is there any, mm-hmm. are there any artists on staff there that you're like, wow, these guys work just is incredible. You actually do have that in the notes and I do have an answer for that. Oh, do I? Awesome. Um, so I've actually been doing a <laughs> oh, lot of research yeah. into the, the Bungie guys recently. Because, uh, like, going from San Antonio, like, I had to have a very generalized uh, portfolio. And then going to Seattle, um, I have to find a specialization. So I've been kind of gearing towards what I'm interested in. So I've been doing actually a lot of research into just, like, concept art and stuff like that. And I, I focus a lot on Bungie because that's the kind of studio that I would like to work for, even if it's not Bungie. Obviously, I don't think you're really going to hire me. But I would still like to to compare myself to to these guys like this is a level that i have to maintain if i want to or i have to attain if i want to you know work as this and you know whatever so i've actually been doing a lot of research about these guys um i really like joseph cross he has like a very wide variety of artwork with his uh um, he does background design weapon design Mm -hmm. uh characters objects even graphic design he has a lot of the logos up um it's like if i were to like make a portfolio, I'd probably do it kind of similar to what he's done. If I if I would like to work in concept art, that's just an idea. But my personal favorite is a uh, uh, Dorje, 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 it's D O R J E Elbrook. Elbrook, yeah. Um, just I love. He's my probably my personal favorite in that stable, just because I like a lot of his uh, the background design layout stuff he's done. Because on his uh, art station has different le- like layers, like th- or different stages of it. Uh, he has some of them that like he spent maybe like an hour or two on. That he just he, he just kind of showed to the guys like, is this what you're looking for? No, okay. How about this? How about this? How about this? Um, and then like along with this one, and then he would go into more detail, more refined. So like I just like seeing a lot of the the stages 
of his work from the the sketches to the very painterly quality to the very finished refined beautiful uh this stuff just kind of gets my juices flowing <laughs> yeah he's got some he's got some great pieces that have not caused controversy but for people who are deep in the lore like wait a minute this this used to be a thing like the uh the inf- i always reference the cassini derelict all the time and that was a piece that he did uh he's got that piece on the moon with that like enormous uh like hive ship engine dwarfing the uh, lunar space station got the pyramid ships yep he's got the one on venus with like these crazy like prototype vex building some giant bridge thing like mm. yeah his work's everywhere in the game it's pretty amazing yeah <laughs> so, and then joe cross you can see joseph cross his influence especially in armor design all over destiny yeah actually he was in that one of the uh the twitch streams recently like with, i think it was the artist stream um and he was like him and Bellbrook were like half of that that stream. It's funny. <laughs> I like Mike Jensen's work. He's a 3D guy, but yeah. some of his renders are just like there's no way. I, there's one. <laughs> there's one that he has that's uh, the battle cage. Caber's battle cage, the helmet. Mm. God, it looks like it's a real model. It looks like a real thing. Like the the renders. Yeah, he did really well with those renders. For sure. So uh, the same with the yeah, facade of the Hazen Lords that it, it, it mm-hmm. looks like that is a real warlock just standing there with that helmet on. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Garrett Morlin is the art director and he does some great characters. I don't know if you ever looked at his uh, Twitter page, but he's got a lot of non destiny related stuff on there. Um, and it's great. It's like kind of the, the big head kind of wonky shaped, stuff he did a he did a great uh i always think of him because he did that great here i'll post it over in slack um mm-hmm. that great picture of uh Varix for bungie's birthday um mm-hmm. here it is oh, maybe post that there um but like if you look right now like it like at Deej, <laughs> if you look right now like Deej or uh um oh who's the other guy one of the other, they, his his current Twitter profile pic is one that that uh, Garrett Moreland made for him mm. when his like for his anniversary with Bungie, like I don't know how long he's been with them twenty years or something or fifteen years something like that, and uh, and it's just again kind of those really cool. I mean he's got stuff from Star Wars. He did a, he did quite a few on. Uh, um, you know, kind of these Princess Leia drawings and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff from Harry Potter. And, you know, it's, it's just cool. Those character kind of pieces. I always thought those were neat. Yeah. And John Bungie's... Goff has a very interesting style as well. Absolutely. Like his artwork style. Yeah. Who? John Goff. Okay. Uh, he, uh, he, he was a pretty big writer in like a lot of lore. He like, he wrote the Dwindler's Ridge saga. He wrote the, uh, mm. Um, Rizal is your stuff, a bunch of other stuff, but he has he actually worked for uh Image uh quite a couple years ago. Um, and actually, he recently helped out with the new Halo graphic novel that came out in November, Halo mm-hmm. Slipspace. I think he wrote uh, one of the short stories in that as well. 
Now, did he do some stuff with McFarlane? Yeah, he, he worked on Spawn. Yeah, uh, that's right, Spawn. Pretty, pretty big. Oh. Um, but yeah, Bungie had him as a writer. Um, and his art style is very, like, very stylized, but very, like, you can tell he definitely worked on Spawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to come back to that Halo thing in one second. Uh, yeah. Oh, I just want to mention that it seems like lately Bungie has also been giving the spotlight to some of their fan artists. Mm. Uh, the most famous, I think, being uh, Kevin Reganit, who did like that big anniversary poster, which is currently in the Bungie store right now. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but he's a he's an amazing artist. He does all kinds of stuff. But it was like it was really awesome to see Bungie giving the spotlight to some of the like community, both community artists and community, I think, uh, musicians. One of the remixes in SRL was done by. Uh, a group that's not necessarily employed by Bungie. They just did a remix and Bungie put it in the game. Oh, I actually do have this poster, the Kevin Reagan one. Yeah. 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 The little, yeah, the I have little a poster mini, mini characters thing, right? That yeah. One one. Yeah. They're like the, the super chibi, super deformed characters. Right. Yeah. I have the yeah. poster and my girlfriend has the t-shirt. Yeah. I'm looking for this. There's so a, good. uh, Jonathan Goff did a really cool, uh, I think it was a drag that he drew that was kind of his art style. So it's like, looks like it came right out of Spawn. It's pretty awesome mm. looking. What the f- I'm trying to find it. Yeah, he's got a lot of art. <laughs> yeah. It's like sprawled all over. Well, then I'm also kind of speaking a... of, oh, go ahead. I'm kind of embarrassed to say I don't really know that many names in Bungie. Like Richard Lico, the former lead animator. That's the only one I really name because the animation really blew me away when I saw his demo reel. Oh yeah, don't feel bad. Like the only reason I have all these names like in my brain right now is because I've been studying them for the last mm-hmm. like two weeks, week, week or so. <laughs> and I know oh, that's I know pretty John Goff. And I know John Goff because I'm like mildly like I actually like screenshotted. Yeah. He liked. He liked one of my tweets one time and a screenshot yeah. of that and tweeted that out. <laughs> there you go. Well, um, I mean, if you're, I think most people who are Dwindler's Rich fans know John Goff. Yeah. And I am a pretty big fan of his comic book stuff. Like, I love Image. Like, anything by Image, really, especially these days. Oh, it's so good. They, are, they aren't what they used to be, which is a good thing. But we mentioned uh john's work on a halo novel so i want to bring this question up which is that halo and i only mentioned halo because it's also a bungee property uh had a huge amount of supplemental materials there were novels and comics and live action stuff like ford until dawn and animation and tons and tons of like if you were a halo fan you could find there's toys and statues and like if you were a Halo fan, you could find some other piece of material other than the game. Uh, and Destiny has one art book. Uh, and that's not and totally the, true. There's the, the children's book. book. Yeah. yeah. The, the is for Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, yeah, there's Mega Block stuff now. Uh, mm-hmm. But not nearly sort of like the breadth of additional story materials that something like Halo or even like the Bioware franchises with like Mass Effect and Dragon Age have similar uh, properties. Uh, so do you guys? Still young. 
That's true. <laughs> but do you guys think that Destiny has the same potential uh, for spinoff material and supplemental content? More so. Yeah, I think so, too. I, yeah, like I, I think it has actually a lot more potential than Halo initially did, especially. So if you look, looking back at the original Combat Evolved, it had a pretty linear story about the super soldier who crash landed on this alien super weapon. And just from that, there's more lore and history just created from that. Yeah, I'm sure they had a lot of it before the, the first game even came out. But just from that first game and got it's so much traction and then just Halo 2 kind of uh, made everything explode. Um, what Destiny has done has given you all of those things that Halo 2 kind of brought to you, like all the mystery and all the cool stuff like out at first. So the fact that they haven't done it yet is a little, uh, it's a little <laughs> makes me a sad panda. I'm not going to lie. Because they definitely have it. I mean, if they do get around to it, it would kind of follow suit with how Halo happened. And, you know, it, things didn't really start uh, really kicking off until the second game, so to speak. Yeah, right? Because there, there, there wasn't really a book for Halo until Halo 2. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Halo 2 changed so much. Yeah, Halo 2 changed a lot. Like, that really opened up the whole universe and, like, yeah, characters. Turned it from, like, a game into a franchise. Yeah. I found that uh, that image I was looking for. It wasn't a, it wasn't a drag. It was a thrall that uh, mm. John Goff did. And, like I said, it's it's very much what I remember the the spawn kind of comics looking like mm. just that kind of style so who was the artist who came in just behind todd mcfarlane who didn't have a style that was similar to him but that ended up almost having an identical style to him that's greg capullo yes yeah, yeah greg Capu- actually greg capullo got super big uh back in 2011 when he he did batman for the entire new 52 run Oh really? Yeah, no, it's it's like uh, his Batman art, like because you you can tell like he because um, after Spawn uh, he he made, kind of did a lot of like band posters and other stuff like that, and they brought him back into like comic books more, more mainstream than he was. They threw a bunch of money at him <laughs> to work exclusively for DC on Batman, so they threw him with this uh, with uh, Scott Snyder, who was relatively like newer writer at the time. And so, like, this newer writer with this super veteran artist, and they initially clashed at first, and you can kind of tell it, but they became, like, best friends, and they literally did the entire, like, all 52 issues of the new 52 Batman. Wow. Nice. Hmm. It's good stuff. If you ever want to get into a Batman comic, new 52 is where it's at. I love watching the evolution of artists. Like, I mentioned Travis Cheris earlier, and he used to, like, ape jim lee style pretty hard uh he did wildcats zero and it was like very much like i'm trying to be jim lee and then i guess like that's they just gave him the opportunity to just to branch out and really explore his own personal style and got his his artwork just is incredible so yeah it's funny when i asked you that original the first comic i ever read was uncanny x-men 2 272 which was right in the middle of the extinction agenda was drawn by jim lee that was my first my first introduction to comic books was that particular book and i was just completely blown away like 
mid early to mid nineties Jim Lee work is just unbelievable. Yeah, no, I actually have have a like the the giant Jim Lee art book. And every like I can't get like ten pages deep and I'll just have to start drawing myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are there any projects out of Bunge that you'd like to see? Like they're gonna start making like spin-off stuff? novels or comics or stuff like that everything and anything just throw it <laughs> at me in droves give it to um me. novels graphic novels whatever they have like we know because we know that activision actually teamed up with dark horse the, the comic book production company uh to do a comic series about black ops 3 that was written by larry freaking hama whoa wow. uh yeah this was this was uh, like right when black ops 3 was coming out they had a this this graphic novel like a, a, like six issue comic series that was written by Larry Hama about Call of Duty Black Ops Three. Wow. So we we know that Activision has has those strings. Um, so I don't know. Like a lot of people, are like oh they don't know what they're gonna do or they don't even have no idea where their lore is going. Like, I'm pretty sure they have pretty good idea. Um, but if they're ever looking for some ideas, I'd be happy to pitch my six coyotes. <laughs> right. I have this sweet six coyotes idea that Drop told me a couple months ago he'd be willing to edit. Right. <laughs> so I'll be waiting by the phone starting now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that our reach goes that deep, but hey, we hope. We hope. Hey. Yeah, no. I'm... We hope there's somebody at Bungie listening sometimes. That's why I'm not actually going to sit by my phone. I will literally die. Other times we think we hope they aren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> you get that message from Deej and Twitter. So uh, what the fuck, guys? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, right, right. Editing. <laughs> we might have had that message before. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, well, good stuff, well, right. man. So, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have... Uh, your contact info listed in the show notes, but if there's a good way to get in touch with either of you guys, or if you're, I know a big thing right now is like artists who are taking commissions. Uh, but if you're, if you're taking commissions or you're for hire or like, what's the best way to, to reach you guys? Uh, Matt, you can take this one first. Cause you're mm-hmm. a working guy right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so commissions are kind of, loosely open like uh you know i i'll take them depending on what the project is but i'm pretty picky so <laughs> just just putting that out there animation is uh, not cheap yeah and, and like it's not i i got a lot of uh, other family obligations to take care of at the moment so my time is kind of limited um but to read best way to reach me is like through Twitter DM or uh, you can my email is uh, oishi.matthew at gmail.com. You can get get at me through there uh, and a lot of other outlets like Tumblr. You can message me through that. Sometimes I I might be a little late in that because I don't check it as often. Oh, what's uh, your What's your Tumblr? Uh, vexmindloop.tumblr.com <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and commissions aside if you i mean if you want to i know that you've got a, a patreon account 
Uh, yeah. So if you want to just help support Matt and his efforts, you can reach out to him through what's the best place to get a hold of you that way is just through email again. I just got to, I mean, there's Patreon. I mean, I, I don't So yeah, I, I have a Patreon and. Oh, there it is. I, I haven't really updated it in a while, to, to be honest. And, you know, I, I need to make like a huge art dump just to like give some something to my supporters. Um, but yeah, like you can support my projects directly through that. Or if you need a commission, you know, feel free to ask me about what your idea is or, or tell me your idea and we can maybe work something out. Uh, otherwise, yeah, <laughs> those are like the two main things. And Otherwise, just go follow him on Twitter to keep up with yeah. what he's uh, what he's got going on. Yeah. And then Jared, what about you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, best way to get in touch with me is Twitter uh, or Facebook. I do have my Facebook linked into my Twitter, so don't worry about that. Um, your question about commissions, I'd be happy to do commissions. I'm currently unable to do digital commissions, and like a lot of uh, artists do that, like charge a couple bucks for something digital. Um, but I don't have the means to do that properly. Um, but if you're looking for a physical piece of artwork that uh, you'd like me to ship to you, um, just hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and we can work out some stuffs. Um, but I'm mostly on Twitter. Uh, I do have Facebook, and I do get messages directly from there. If you ever want to email me... Um... <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... I most of my emails, like all my email accounts are just kind of flooded with spam. So <laughs> Twitter or Facebook is probably your, your best, easiest way to find me. Oh, I know something else I was going to ask. So I know uh, back again, I, I read through the uh, the Bungie Focus, Matt, and mm. you mentioned that uh, for a while there, I don't know if you're still doing it, but you were um, streaming on twitch mm -hmm. when you were doing some That's work right. is that something you're still working on or is that yeah i'll i'll twitch stream some animation sessions yeah if people want to drop by and you know hit that follow button and you know chat in the stream go right ahead it's always, it's always fun like doing that with people because sometimes i'll i get some good ideas from people and it's just I know that's it's, that's, an, it's an interesting thing to do because you don't see that a lot in Twitch. There's like a, an, there's a streaming few, animation. There's a few. Yeah, I haven't seen much in the way of, of animation, but I've seen a lot of artists that will uh, stream them just drawing and stuff. And there's actually, mm -hmm. there's two guys. Uh, there was a game called, oh, what is it? Something Orcs. Um Orcs, Orcs must, must die. die. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. The guy that does the Anna does the animation for that and the art artwork, he streams a lot, and okay. and he uh, he's great to watch because there's another guy that works. He uh, he does he works for another video game, and does like all he does is like um, oh the uh, the 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 world kind of of textures and, and mm, color and stuff like yeah. that. But they would get together and do these streams where they would pick out, they would ask for suggestions on something to draw mm. and 
they'd pick one from the stream and they would each kind of, of draw their own version of it. Like one of them was <laughs> uh, was a mouse covered mm-hmm. in uh, cheese, like melted cheese. Oh. And so one of them drew an actual mouse and like had cheese running down, had this big chunk of cheese was eaten. It was very comic book style or, or kind of, of, you know, Looney Tunes style. And the other one was like a computer mouse with like nachos next to it that the cheese had spilled onto the mouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fun to get out there and watch some of these guys and watch them work and the different tools that they use. And so, yeah, I could definitely see how, how watching that is. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not an artist, but I definitely love watching the process and am very jealous of those that can, can do it. And so watching it is kind of my, my outlet <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely recommend if you, if, even if you can't catch Matt, go find some other artists and watch them and watch their process. And, and I'll see if I can find these two guys that do these kind of little face-off things. The last time I saw them, they were doing like a charity stream. And one guy mm. was like, did like a 24-hour draw-a-thon or something crazy. And he just <laughs> nonstop drew stuff. And he would, they would... uh then, like during an hour block, whatever he just drew, whoever you know donated, you know X number of of dollars, like five dollars or something like that, they would put their names into the hat and drew whoever, and then one of one of the people would win that piece of artwork. They'd send it to him. So that was kind of a cool way to do like a, a art kind of charity stream. And I don't know if that happens very often, but the one that I caught was was very cool, and I, I enjoyed it. So. Hmm. I'll toss a link to the Drawfee channel on YouTube too, which is really funny, uh, Mm -hmm. which is artists from College Humor and Dorkly. And then they give each other challenges live. Like that's like try and draw Pokemon from memory or they'll do like rejected Overwatch characters or bad RPG classes. Like they just do hilarious like live drawing of stupid challenges. Uh, Yeah, I've been watching a lot of uh, Draw with Jazza, the YouTube channel. Uh, He does a lot of that. Um, he's Australian pop. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've watched him. He's got great tutorials. So funny. Yeah. He does. He does a lot of those challenges too. Like, he'll he'll do like drink and draws and like, he'll just progressively get more drunk trying to draw more stuff. <laughs> um, he's, he's super funny, super nice guy. Um, but yeah. It's sure. Right. We should have asked, we should have asked you a bunch of these questions. You're like, I know. Oh, you're yeah, our sure. artist. Our, she's our artist in residence. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I haven't drawn um, like digital art in a long time. Well, not a long time, but in a little while. I, I'm like a a kind of creative jack of all trades, but I'm I'm not good at really anything. I'm kind of just average at everything. Jack of all trades, master mm-hmm. of none. Yep, I know. I I know what you mean. So, you know, just just recently for Christmas, I've got, you know, polymer to model with and I've done watercoloring and I've got some acrylic paints and I crocheted a bunch of stuff together. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I made a a crocheted hat for my boyfriend and some plush toys and like (laughs) just everything. I just I just flit from art to art sort of crafty things. So I kind of don't toys. I made I made a yeah plush toys. Taking Build a Bear just two steps too far. I made a I made a oh. cat and a bear and a Pokemon. The Pokemon nice. one I actually had to improvise. I couldn't find a pattern. <laughs> so there's I wanna, that. I want 
I want a plush Ferrix. I will make you a plush Ferrix. Yes. Plush Ferrix. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably make a good pattern for that. I, if I can't find it, I'm going to have to improvise and it'll be terrible, but you're getting it anyway. <laughs> I'll make that. <laughs> this is like mangled thing. Like <laughs> all the cloth yeah. plaid just to piss him off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. If you can't make a ver- make me a plush shuckle. That should be pretty easy. Yeah, actually, that'd be pretty easy. You like shuckle? I did not expect that. No, I don't. I just think it would be easy to make a plush one. Okay. It's not like yeah, make well, you a, make you a plush or something, Pokemon. a champ or something. That's funny. I made the Pokemon for my boyfriend for Christmas present, and I'm like, "What's your favorite Pokemon?" He's like, "Tyranitar." I'm like, mm, okay, what's your second favorite Pokemon? <laughs> Pick it, it up. Was Get a traveler, yeah. so it was easy. It's just round with arms. Maybe yeah. me a Kakuna. <laughs> or a ditto. Like, yeah, I can't do Tyranitar. Yeah, that's that's not happening. <laughs> ditto is just a make a Gyarados a that's been <laughs> run over by a steamroller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just do a bit of everything rather than being really good at one thing. So I'll go back yeah. to the digital drawing eventually. You could make you can make an Etsy an Etsy page of plush Pokemon. I'm sure you could sell bajillions of them. Yeah, oh, but then I have to make bajillions of them and like commit to that <laughs> um, for more than a month. Also, <laughs> and my... ship them, ship them from Australia. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my issue: is I don't commit to one particular niche of creativity. I just kind of move on from one into another and then cycle back. <laughs> I just remembered I have a 3D printer that my mom and brother gave me that I haven't awesome. even touched. I haven't touched yet. 3D, 3D printer shuckle. Yeah, what kind. <laughs> or what's the uh, printer? Oh, it's it's in a it's in a box. It's really far away. Oh. I'll, 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 put, I'll throw it up in the Slack. It's like it's one of those cheap ones. It's really small. Okay. Uh, it's like three hundred dollar one, but I have one. We got a guy leave. over in we got a go, guy over in Slack that does three D printing, and some of the stuff he's done is pretty awesome. He's got a oh what was it? He's got. Da, 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 da. It's a stupid gun with the knife on the end that I hate. Red Monte Death? Carlo? Yeah. Red Death? I think it's got a Monte you hate, Carlo. You hate Monte Carlo? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It'd it's, be cool if you could use the, the bayonet. Oh, Otherwise. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's Otherwise, got a, he's it's actually, just like a pretty a gun. Ghost. He, he made a ghost that is like all the parts. Are, I mean, I've seen this before, but it's cool to, to see like it apart and stuff. But like it's got magnets on the eye. And all the parts mm-hmm. fit to it with the magnet, and you can kind of take it apart and like a yeah. puzzle type thing. I had that idea. Yeah. Speaking that, of YouTube YouTube videos and three D printing, like they've the that channel uh, Punished Props does a lot of costumes and prop stuff. And they, mm. I recently was watching a series they did. They finished three pr- D printing Bully and Gemini, and it Ooh. was really cool. Wow. And I think the doing another one now i can't remember what it is they've done a few destiny ones like making a hunter knife out of foam and stuff and it's just really fascinating to watch mm. yeah i see hunter knife reproductions on etsy all the time because mm. the bungee ones are so expensive <laughs> and and they're always out of stock <laughs> god i was at the just make your own I was at the Wired Lounge at CES, and they had a 3D printer on site that could like 3D print cross weave metal. Oh, uh, 
because they were making like super reinforced brake handles for motorcycles. Uh, and like, yeah, it only costs like 300 some odd bucks at a thousand dollar model there. But they're talking about how now the 3D printing technology has come so far that you could like you could buy one of these and stick it in your house. So this start. is like a consumer 3D printer. Yeah, consumer 3D wow. printer that can print metal. That's yeah, awesome. actually, I think there's a 3D printer like Home Depot where I'm at. Yeah. I, say, I, like, I see them at Best Buy and stuff. Yeah, like one of my teachers was saying, like, hey, that's a that's a possible job option for you 3D modelers. Just go man, man the, uh, the 3D printer. Because mm-hmm. you probably know more about those models than everybody else there. It's not incorrect. Technology blows yeah. my mind. Like, it's it's crazy the kind of stuff that they can do with that. I have a friend in Santa Cruz who was talking to a 3D printing company and they have an industrial one that can 3D print concrete. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were 3D printing park benches out of concrete. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, God, it's crazy. So, yeah, 3D printing, crazy stuff. It's fun too. If you have access to it, just try it. I've only like printed like little things like random art projects that I had lying around in Blender. Yeah, one of the things I have to like as soon as I get my 3D printer up going, I have to model out and 3D print a Cubone skull <laughs> for a friend of mine. Nice for a friend of mine. I should might paint it too. I'll see how I feel. <laughs> Well, I guess that's it for all the art talk. Um, Matt, Jared, thanks so much for joining us. It's been great to to get you guys in here and, and get to know you a little better and, and understand what you do and what you like, and hopefully we can uh, keep this going. I hope everyone listening enjoyed the show and, and meeting some new friends. Uh, like I said, don't forget to, to reach out to, to both Jared and Matt on Twitter. And we will have all their contact info in the show notes for you to to find and go check out their art and what they've been working on. Uh, guys, thanks. And yeah, we're thanks for coming on. Like we're, I'm glad we got a chance to do this. We're huge fans of both you guys. So and I appreciate yeah, it's awesome. all, all the work you guys. Thank you. Do. Thank it's you fun. for having I mean, us. I I I know that you know we. Just to, to kind of give everyone a little background if they haven't listened to all the episodes of the show, but, you know, we started off with some guests uh, early on uh, and tried to tried to do some heavy lore discussions with guests, and it didn't really work out too well because, you know, it, it just didn't flow as well as we had hoped. And then as we got into more uh, uh, kind of, I guess outlined interviews with folks, you know, like we, we had, you know, Seth, uh, on and Morla and, and really focused on them. We enjoyed those shows a little more where we got to talk and meet the people and know the people. And I hear so many other podcasts where they have guests on and you hear the little intro and it's like, Hey, what do you do? Okay, great. Now on with the show type thing. And it's fun to have people in discussions, but at the same time to find out, about them is is more the reason we like to have people on to interview so you'll be hearing more of that from us we'll get some more community folks in here and talk more about what they do in in real life and what they contribute to the community and and hopefully we'll uh 
we'll keep you guys interested with with all the fun folks out there that you may or may not know about so thanks guys for coming on we'll have your info in the notes and look for some lore coming from us next week hopefully we will uh talk to yeah we'll see yeah we'll see <laughs> we'll see y'all <laughs> next time there's other people i want to interview surfer boy if you're listening please come on our show mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well until then we will uh we'll talk to y'all later good night thanks everyone bye bye peace